Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you any travel world. Speaking of we the Philippines for the last six weeks, visiting my wife's family in uh, the province called La Union. But uh, now we're just to go beautiful mountain town uh, resort area in the Philippines. Really beautiful near the famous uh, Banawe rice. So check out channel for a lot of pictures, videos, and a blog post about our trip here to the Philippines and beyond. Uh, as we love travel fellow book authors, fellow Canadians, and we have one on the show here today. Our guest today is from Columbia, from Powell River, and she's been RVing for the last decade plus all around Canada, across from the and every, also an uh, avid writer and author. She's actually published eight, I repeat, eight books all that are She's a lot of money to make your dreams come true. And we're going to be talking about uh, travel, and book writing, and, uh, you know, fulfilling dreams. So, Powell River, British Columbia, Canada today. Good morning, Rick. It's hard to believe we can talk to people on the other side of the world and it doesn't cost anything. No more long distance charges. Technology amazing. Use the video cast and we put them on YouTube and we also put the audio version on iTunes. So uh, if you're just watching this on YouTube, make sure iTunes any internet issues. Life as a digital nomad means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. So if there's any lag, but when you're traveling around the world, so Barb, um, why don't we get to know you a little bit better? Uh, why don't you share a little bit more about yourself and your travels? Well, I have lived in Powell River for 25 and a half years since I married my best friend. I started writing. Uh, I think my first book was 2001. I wrote uh, my book called Lessons from the Potholes of Life. Somebody kept saying, you should write your story. But I wanted to write it in a way that would benefit other people. So it was 26 of my little stories every time I fell down flat on my face in life. And the diamond lessons that I learned. Because I think we always need to learn a diamond lesson, eh? So that was my first book in 2001. We got the idea in 2003, after my husband retired from the mill, that we should travel across Canada. But we didn't have a mill paycheck anymore. We just had a pension. So we said, why don't we pile up a whole bunch of stuff on our old 1977 motorhome and let's work our way across Canada and sell at farmers markets. That's what we did in 2003. We left Powell River, which is on the west coast of BC, and literally sold our way across Canada to Halifax on the east coast by selling at farmers markets and festivals and powwows. That was quite the trip. Um, we had, my husband was doing driftwood art, so he loaded like the top of the motorhome with all this wood on top and wood out back and I canned brandy blackberry sauce and my first book and we took off. It was quite the trip. There was times when we had $10 left in our pockets. We were halfway across Canada going, what the heck are we doing? And we made it and I wrote the book RV Canada on a Dime and a Dream, which I took across Canada in 2007. So I've been writing travel books ever since then. This one that's coming out June 15th is my sixth RV Canada travel book. What is the 
adventure. It's actually multiple, multiple adventures. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, incredible you've been doing it for uh, uh, because travels cheap therefore they I mean travels expensive so therefore they don't do it uh, oh it's, it's too expensive I can't afford it I'll do yeah. uh, you're, you're, you're us as well we're traveling as a family of five and we're traveling quite cheaply as well we stay in a budget accommodation we uh, through my blog we travel to cheaper parts of the world like Asia South America Africa so there's definitely ways you can extend so yeah. um, before we get into that, I'd love to hear about your all your travels. I mean, I know you've been traveling a lot. But tell us about some of the major trips over the last uh, few decades. Okay, so as I mentioned, we took my first book across Canada in 2007. And in 2007, we went back across Canada um, with a van towing a 27-foot trailer. And we called that van Boo, the menopausal van, because she was really cranky. She would just break down or overheat at, for any reason. So she had a sign on the front that said Boo, the menopausal van. The next book that came out was called RV Canada with Boo, the menopausal van. And she was a cranky van. We, made, we took it all the way to the East Coast, and we took the van up into the West Coast of Newfoundland and fell in love with Newfoundland. Something I want to mention is a little book that I read. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, ah, his name is gone now. Oh shoot, Robert Schuler, Robert Schuler, and he's he is he published a book called Tough People, uh, something about positive people and tough people don't give up anyways. So I found this little book, and in there he had a very prolific, wonderful saying that said, "You don't have a money problem, you have an idea problem." I took that and put made the poster and put it up on my wall in our motorhome. And every time we felt like we couldn't go any farther and we had no more money, I thought, but Mr. Schuler says, it's just that we're short of ideas. And so it was, you know, get out an idea. Stop put it sitting there in a space where you're saying you don't have any money. I'm sure you've gone into the same position. It's like, how can we make a little bit more money? And that's what we did. So that was, that was cool. And Oh, I've lost it. I've lost you. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I've lost the feed, though. Amazing. So, yeah, keep going about your travels. So uh, um, you, you mentioned you crossed over uh, both directions. Yep, we did. And then tell us been your highlights in terms of experiences or, um, you know, like memories that form. We oh, had, we had uh, tell us about some of your highlights. Oh, we met amazing people. And that's that's the main part of it is the people that you meet. We just we ah, I'm trying to get back in, I can't. You won't let me back in. So I'm going to just gonna keep talking even though I'm talking blind and I can't see you because it won't let me back in. Uh the people that we met how do you describe them? They're so generous and so kind. I mean, they just take us in they're they love you wherever you are you know people just say okay come and stay with us and you know when when you're thinking that you've run out of money and then somebody comes along and buys something from you you're okay that was the way we traveled all over canada it was just an amazing experience 
And we now have friends everywhere. And we did that in 2009. Then in 2009, uh, 2009, we went up north all the way to Tuktoyaktuk. And there we are. We're back. So in 2009, we took the the Dempster Highway. We the went Wi-Fi here. I know some uh, technical. Uh, so one of the questions I have is: I know you've done a lot of travel Canada. Missed places haven't you seen yet? Because you've driven, uh, you know, west to east, east to west. You've driven uh, south to north. Yeah. What parts are we missing? We haven't been uh, to none. Of it. We haven't been to Nunavut because you can't drive there. We have to figure out how to get there. Mm -hmm. We did go up to the Hudson Bay. We went uh, my book RV Canada and the Polar Bear Dream. We went up, took the train from Thompson up to Churchill, and we saw polar bears and the migrating beluga whales. That was incredible. Uh, if we'd taken a tour from Churchill, we could have gone up into Nunavut. So maybe that's another trip we have to do again. But we have seen all of Canada. Last year, we went to uh, Haida Gwaii, which was on our bucket list. So yeah, there's on, the only place in BC, the only road we haven't been on is Bella Coola. We haven't been over the Bella Coola Road. So we still have to do that. There's a, Canada's a big country. Lots of enough, I've actually done, I've done that journey uh, uh, with my wife. We went from uh, Vancouver, um, a ferry up to uh, Prince Rupert. Then we drove to Prince George, from Prince George down to Williams Lake. Then we actually did the Chilcote to Pula on the west coast. So we've done that journey, and yep. we've driven uh, from Toronto uh, through the BC area, but I haven't done the Atlantic, and I haven't done North the Yukon. Uh, yeah. Northwest Territories and Nunavut. So that's that's uh, some of the highest. Of yeah, yeah. Well, and now you can drive the highway all the way to Church to uh, Tuktoyaktuk now. Yes. So you have eight books in credit. Yep. Yep. This is this is my latest one. This okay. is my new one. That's okay. my new one. RV Canada Year of Anniversaries. That book comes out on June the fifteenth. That's my new book. It takes a lot of work to publish a book. And a lot of dedication. You have to really, really want it. People always say, oh, I want to write a book. I don't think you know how much work it is, work and cost. But I'm determined to keep pumping these books out because people love them. So tell us about the eight books. Tell us the eight books? The, all the books through them. Okay. Yes, you can well, go through the books. Okay. So RV Canada on a Diamond of Dream was our story working our way across Canada in 2003. Our um, RV Canada with Boo the Menopausal Van was our second trip across Canada when we went to Newfoundland the first time. Um, RV Canada uh, Far North was 2009 when we went up the Dempster Highway and took a river tour up to Tuktoyaktuk, which is the most northern mainland community in Canada. Um, RV Canada and the Polar Bear Dream, that took us to Churchill, Manitoba and we saw the polar bears and we saw hundreds of beluga whales migrating like you could just you only see them in an aquarium but you saw hundreds and hundreds of them and they're little babies just offshore in the hudson bay it was an incredible incredible experience it was like a, a spiritual experience sitting on the shore watching these whales go through that was 2011 it was also the year that my son got in a terrible car accident while we were on the trip so that that summer was it, that summer wait that summer started with the van burning up in the mall before we left on our trip, then we got a motorhome, then we drove, 
Then my son got in a car accident. Then we spent three months in a campground driving back and forth to VGH. That was how that trip began and ended. It was, boy, what a, <laughs> it's like a story I don't ever want to have to write again. That was our 2011 trip. 2013, we took our motor home and we went to Newfoundland, spent 32 days in Newfoundland. That was the best. Like, you need lots of time in Newfoundland because those people will just take you home. They're the most generous people I've ever met. They just say, oh, sorry, I can't take you home for dinner. Oh, I'd like to take you on a boat trip. They're amazing people. That was 2013. So that book came out, RV Canada, um, an exotic land, because we discovered that you don't have to go far afield to see exotic. We've got exotic right here in Canada. And then in 2015, we did some more Western Canada tours. Didn't write a book about that one. And then last year, we went through Alberta, like I said, and up to BC, northern BC, up to Whitehorse, over to Haida Gwaii, back across BC, places like Babine Lake, Utsa Lake, to Dawson Creek, and then home. So that's this book, RV Canada, Year of Anniversaries. I started out with Lessons from the Potholes of Life. I republished it last year, so it's, there's now a second version of it out. That's my books. I'll eat them, in a nutshell. Lots of work, lots of money. Lots of fun. I released my first book five years ago, and it was a book for fathers where any of you asked all for became so now five years later I'm doing my first kids' book and this kids' book's all about family travel and volume one is all about South America South America and I know from experience, how difficult it is just to write those two books. So it's all that uh, um, to know these ideas, but actually get them into your hands, as you've shown us on the video version of the interview here. So yep. tell us about your plan of uh, the travels themselves. Are you actually writing on the road with your keyboard in your laptop, or do you do the trip first and after? Um, what is the process to get these books um, into print form? I'm not that modern. I don't write on the keyboard. I journal by hand. I love my paper journals. So while my husband is driving, I'm writing. So I fill up many journals on a trip. And when I come home, that's, that's my basis for my next book. And then I, as I put them into computer, then I research and get some of the nitty gritty stuff that's the background for the story that I'm writing. Because my books are our stories as we travel across Canada, the people that we meet, where to go, the resources, cheap way to travel, the do's and the don'ts, the good times and the bad times. So I'm writing by hand as I go. When I get home, I start putting it into a book. I started writing this one when we got home in October and I finished it, well, finished it last month and got it to the printers. I had a deadline. I make a deadline for myself. I need to know when it's going to be at the printers. It's a process. Okay. Well, uh, syndrome uh, called writer's block. Uh, I know I've gone through it as a blogger and as author and as writer. Uh, more have gone through some sort, some form of writer's blocks. So tell us about your own writer's blocks, if you've had them. How do you use them? I don't get writer's block because I always have something to write about. I don't have to imagine it. I always have a trip to write about. 
um, what happens, which, which is what happened for my 2015 trip, was I got bogged down with way too much responsibility because I also organized several other things in town. So I let myself get bogged down with other responsibilities to the point when I was suffering with migraines and just being sick about it. And I had to step back and say, hey, you know, there's nobody beating on you to say you have to publish a book. If you don't feel like publishing a book this year, don't. So I stepped back and said, okay, there won't be a book written about this trip, and that's okay. And that was hard for me to accept because I feel like I have to write a book about every trip. So that I don't have writer's block, but I did have too much on my plate to get the book published by when I wanted it published. And even this year, I'm now just letting go of something I've been involved with for 17 years just to take something else off my plate so I have more time to travel around and go camping at the beach and enjoy life. So writing is writing should be fun. It shouldn't be something that gives you a headache. Um, for those uh, listeners and viewers who are aspiring writers, I think uh, most people have a book in them. And just people get it out there. So, what advice or tips would you give as an eight-time published author to people who are still published books? I think Stephen King said it best. He said, "Writers read a lot and they write a lot." That's all you got to do. You just got to write. So if you've got stuff in your head, start writing it down. Just write. That's all it is. It's just a matter of putting one word after another down on your page. It's kind of like climbing a mountain, eh? It's, you know, one step at a time. It's the same with writing. One word at a time, you start to put stuff down. Just write it down. Write it down. And then you'll get to a point when you need some help to do something with it. I had to teach myself how to lay out my book. I'm not a computer whiz, but I had to teach myself how to lay out my book. I take my own pictures, so that's a plus. Lay out my own my book. I had to figure out how to lay it out and how to get to a printer. I now have a really good team in place, so that's key. But first, get yourself writing and get into some kind of routine where you're writing on a regular basis. And then when you get to a point when you're going to need help, go get some help. Belong to a writer's group because fellow writers will always encourage you and help you along. My writers group has been going since 2003 and they're you know they're a mainstay for me because once a month we meet and they keep me they keep me going so write and belong to a writers group and don't let anybody take your dreams away if you dream of having a book then doggone it go do it don't let somebody say ah you're not a writer you can't do that yes you can if you really want to i i look at the book finding travel People want it, but they don't do it. I think it's too difficult. They find excuses. So there's yep. definitely parallels in terms of the, the becoming an author and becoming a traveler. You know, that are definitely unique in terms of the global world because there's uh, some statistic like less than one percent the world have actually published their own books. So congratulations for not just doing one but eight. Uh, so I had the question also. What are your top tips? Uh, for, for traveling or writing? Top tips for travel or for writing? Now I'm getting a message that says waiting for people to join this call. 
once again. Uh, Barb, um, what, what I was uh, asking you there before the interruption was, I wanted to know um, and cheaply, what advice would you give to our listeners and viewers here in terms of uh, traveling on a budget? You obviously really and you out uh, most of the money you have to extend your travels for as long as you can. Uh, so what are your top tips for budget travel? Well, in my case, I would be talking to people that are RVing or tenting, traveling in a van, because that's how we do it. We travel in an RV, but we've seen people. We met a girl in, in Prince Rupert that had traveled from Quebec City to Prince Rupert sleeping in her car. She got tired of waiting for somebody to come along, so a partner to come along or somebody to come with something else. And she said, I want to see Canada. So she was sleeping in her car and sleeping in parking lots where there was other RVers parked so that she was safe and just doing that on a really, really cheap budget. So there's ways to do it. We have an RV, we have an old RV. We stay, we call boondocking. Boondocking means that you're parked in a mall or a casino or a church or somewhere. You're not in a campground because campgrounds are very expensive. So we boondock a lot. We boondock where it's safe. But yeah, we have parked in Walmart malls all the way from Prince Rupert all the way to St. John's from coast to coast. Um, don't eat out. Eating out is really expensive. No matter how you're traveling, I mean, if you it's a way of you making your own food, then make your own food because eating out is going to break your budget. And something that we found, you know this Starbucks habit over here, the Tim Hortons habit? Everybody walks around with a coffee in their hand. They do that as RVers too. We figured out that in four months of me making a thermos of coffee every morning for my husband, like a big thermos of coffee every morning, in four months we saved $1,000. That's a lot of money. So don't be buying your coffee out. If you can make it at home, make it at home. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can cut costs. Just, you know, the, the things that you would normally go and buy out, you can buy cheaper. That's all we do. We just, we sell as we go. We don't travel expensively. We stay in campgrounds when we can, but mostly we boondock. We make a lot of friends and friends will help you out. Friends will take you over and feed you and give you a place to stay. So you know that when you're traveling, you can make global friends. Yeah, that's, that's about my tips. You know, just, you can, don't think you can't travel because you don't have a lot of money because you can, you just need the ideas. And if you don't have a motor home, it's okay. You know, sleep in the back of your SUV or your van or whatever it is. Tent if you have to. There's ways to do it if you really, really want to. It's the want to. You you want to, obviously, because you're traveling the world. I'm traveling yeah. at least in a tin box with four with four wheels under it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want how, so you know, figure out the why, set that deadline in terms of the travel, buy that plane ticket, or you know, RV. Just figure out the the money. Uh, you know, you'll you'll hustle and you'll uh, you know, do the farmers market thing. You want new books. Yeah, there's a struggle too. There's a lot of challenges, as you know you've alluded to, and uh, it's all part of the journey. So uh, besides book, we have a travel blog. Uh, let's hear a little bit more about the, your travel blog as well, Barb. I I don't have a travel blog per se. I have a website. Um, right to dream.com from there it 
you know, I want to get around to it. I put stuff on there that's about our trips, and that's where you can purchase my books as well. I do a lot of communication on Facebook. That's my main form of talking to people and finding uh, potential buyers for the books. My husband also makes glass jewelry. So, I mean, we sell jewelry as we go, and we can sell jewelry online. And that's the thing about being online is that I can go anywhere travel anywhere people can go on my site they can order a book and i can ship them a book from anywhere in canada so we use we use online a lot i just i have the website but i use facebook as well i have a facebook page that people are welcome to join it's called rv canada on a dime and that's where RVers share ideas on travel perfect and i'll have those links below here. It's really a pleasure to hear all your, your travels, all about your book, and all of your uh, suggestions for uh, budget travel. My new book will be launched on June the 15th here at the library, so I'm waiting for it to come. What I have right now is just a proof, and I will be putting it up on my website for people to purchase as soon as I have print copies in hand, which should be next week. Well, it has to be next week. There's a launch on the 15th. It has to be next week, and uh, yeah, so that's where my book will be. I'll have the links uh, below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, they'll be right in the YouTube description. And, and uh, I look forward to catch up with you again soon. Good luck on your uh, upcoming book launch. Okay. And then I'll be traveling again next year, and you'll be hearing about the next trip on the next book. You always got to have another dream. You got to have a dream that keeps you young. Yeah, indeed. To visit every country in the world. I'm at 80 countries on six continents, and there's 193 total countries, uh, United Nations. So that's a goal. You have that goal, you make it public, and you you uh, just keep uh, hanging on to that goal, the dream. And yeah. once we finish that one, the goal. So yeah. definitely. So thank you, Barb. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. I apologize for the bad Wi Fi. I, I know there were a few. Uh, but that's all I need, you know. We're never going to get it perfect, but uh, yeah. we uh, we want to get it out there. That's that's why we do these podcasts to get it out there and see out there. I got travels, tell you. everyone, and thanks for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to make money while traveling. Okay, so long. Bye.